And here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. Touchdown. Yeah. It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. All right, you've heard us pontificate about it for the first hour of the big program. What do you think? Deron Payne extended by the Washington football team, and you're going to have your bookends in the middle there, Allen and Payne now, for the next couple of seasons to come, rewarded for their production here with their football team. This isn't money you've expended on the outside to bring somebody else's free agent in. This is someone that you know. You know how the production went, how they produce in your system, Mm -hmm. and the reward for producing in their system. We go to the phones at 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here during Touchdown at 10. Start things off on line one with Nate in Upper Marlin. Whoa! Wow. That was, um, do we have a phone issue? No, Matt, I don't know. Matt's looking at it like, what that the wasn't hell what just it was happened? Like a second ago. Yeah. You want to try it again? Let's try Nate one more time. Hello, Nate. There it is. Nate? Yeah. Hey, how you doing, guys? I don't know what happened. I don't know. It was like it's space right. invaders took over your phone <laughs> line, man. It was almost, it was almost like, um, uh, what funny pun can I come up with? Uh, if you didn't have it on the tip of your tongue, don't worry yeah, about it because okay. you've now just kind of. <laughs> I've I've ruined the moment. Yeah. Sorry about that. What's Go going ahead, on, guys? Yeah, look. Well, I know you guys already know, probably know where I'm coming from. Because I said before, I would have traded Deron Payne. Um, I don't really like the deal. Me personally, I would have tried to find a sign and trade or something, and and. You know, maybe drafted another D tackle. I mean, we already got over two backups. I am we we still got um we still got uh uh what's his partner? Uh, John Jonathan Allen. Allen, yeah. John, yeah, we still got Allen and then like you said, all the other contract issues we got coming up, honestly I think it would have been either if they would have cleaned house and I probably would have added put Gibson and Deron Payne in the, in a package together. But um as far as like and and and, and Chase I mean, Chris, like, what is it that you really know about, about Chase? Like, what is it? Because as far as I'm concerned, whatever the issues are, it don't seem like it's on, like, a John Morant level. No, 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 and no, then, no, no, no. We're, not, right, we're right. not talking about anything with guns as far as I know. I, we're right, talking about also, Yeah, we're talking about a lot of personal behavior type thing. I, I, you know, I have to be sensitive to, you know, just flat out, right. you know, charging people. Uh, but there's a there a lot of people know about it. Let's put it that way. People behind the scenes, a lot of people have seen it, know it, uh, and 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 it's just it's just not good. It's not professional. I mean, basically, it's, they're it's, just it's, Nate. They want him to basically they want him to, mature. They want him to grow up and, yeah. and just be focused on football. Yeah. So right, right, right. And I get that. And, that, and sometimes that could be uh, like you said, it's a thin line because it's you know age gap. He might not vibe. I, I mean, I don't know. But as far as football. Um, how many? How many? I'm, when I'm be looking at at Payne and, and Chase numbers, how many sacks did did Payne have his his first three years? Uh, I don't have those numbers right up in front Dur- of me. What, but, Duran, but Duran, if, I got him. Duran, the first. Let's see. In 18, he had five sacks, 13 pressures. In 19, he only started nine of 15 games. He had two sacks, nine pressures. Played all 16 and 20. He had three sacks and 17. Last year he played all seventeen. He had 
four and a half and 27. This past season, he had 11 and a half sacks and 25 yeah. pressures. Here, here, here's the thing that we're going to agree. Oh. He has been inconsistent up until last year. He has right. been, I mean, I said that for as long as Pete and I have been doing the show and as long as since he's been drafted. He's inconsistent, but you know what? A couple of things here. One, he, mm-hmm. again, took the motivation, the dangling carrot, if you will, and not only took advantage of it, but he hit it out of the park. 11 and a half sacks for an interior defensive lineman, I don't care who you're paired with, is a lot, mm-hmm. okay, number one. Right. Number two was consistent, okay? It wasn't like, oh, one game he had four sacks and then he would go five games without a sack. So, again, consistency game to game, okay? The other thing right. is they knew, they knew that whether it was this year or whether it was next year, that teams were going to be heavily interested in him. And one team that I've heard would be heavily interested in him is the guy who helped draft him or who was significantly in Mm -hmm. charge of drafting him, and that's Kyle Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. And that was just one team, and they knew that. They knew that. Okay. Well, the only reason why I asked is because I'm looking like, well, Chase Chase rookie year – he has seven sacks, which was Deron's Payne's first two years combined. So then he gets hurt. And then I'm looking at if say Chase gets eleven or twelve sacks this year, that's what? Nineteen, twenty sacks in two years, and he had a torn ACL. And you just said Deron Payne has been inconsistent, mm-hmm. but he's been there all this time. So mm-hmm. we're talking about incons- two inconsistent players, but one who had an off year because of a bad knee. And he, he had a he had a off year his second year you know teams kind of figure out but then comes back with double digits and it has covered more than half the ground on you yeah but again I don't know they're, 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 we're not Nate, just two different positions two different positions first of all and second of all the if if we know if if you can if you could guarantee me that Chase was gonna hit the ground running and have 11 and a half sacks this year, then yes, by all means, you pick up his fifth year option, but you don't have, right, you don't right, have, that's what I'm saying. but you don't have that luxury. You have to make that decision by May 1st right now. So it is a roll of the dice. If you pick up that fifth year option that he's going to play like that, it's because a significant, roll it's a significant dice. roll of the dice right now, unfortunately, because again, a guy coming back from that type of injury, whose game is predicated on explosiveness, mm-hmm. You just don't know that you're going to get that. And that's the gamble that they have to take right now. And also there isn't there isn't the issues that I've loosely referred to. Uh there weren't any of those concerns about Deron Payne. Whereas there very much is about Chase Young. Very much is. Uh- you know, so so you have you know that that all factors into the equation. We don't just pay people based on stats. We pay people based on how they practice, how they uh, pay attention in the film room, how they show up to work, how they work in the building every day in March, in in October, in November, in June. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, not just statistics. That being said, just real quickly. Listen, they probably overpaid here a little bit for Deron Payne. There's almost oh, no yeah, most no definitely. no way to get around that. But I would also tell you this, with the way the market was going, like if Chris Jones, if Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs signed a deal today, guys, 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 
He's probably he getting deserves. he's right, but he's probably getting twenty four to twenty five million is what he's probably getting. Okay, and then that kind of not maybe resets the market for Duran, but it doesn't help the market for Duran. So now right. you set the market for Duran at a number that he and his agent thought were fair, but at a number that almost surely is going to come in lower than Chris Jones, even though Chris Jones is a better player. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Nate. Right, good, good call. Appreciate it. Love it when people come to the uh, microphone with a valid bunch of details with their call. It's good. good call. Good way to get us started this morning. Let's go to Rev T. What's up, Rev? Rev T. Man, first of all, let me do my wellness check. You know, if you don't do nothing else, y'all, my uh, 980 family, call people you love and just let them know you all right. Is that all right, P-Man Hurst? And, and, and uh, my man, Russell Mania, you know what I'm talking about? I love y'all so much. There you go. Absolutely. But now, at, at the end of the day, let's talk about it. Y'all ready? March with me. Deron Payne. Listen here, my brothers and my sisters. It's damn if you do, damn if you don't when it comes to the commanders, right? Oh, okay, if they didn't sign the young boy and then they, they, let, they let him do the Frankie Beverly before they let him go type business, right, and let him walk out of here, then y'all be mad. But now they the Gator boy, what, $60 million or whatever? They, let me, let me say it again. They didn't gave, they gave the, did you give them the money, Pete? Did you give them the money, Russell? Did I give them the money? Uh, I didn't give anybody they, any money. I don't have any they, money they, to they, give. They, 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 there you go. So, so when I hear my, my brothers and sisters call and talk about, oh, they shouldn't have gave them that. They didn't gave them this. Why are you hating? Why are you, why are you hating? 11 sacks. From a young boy who ain't got nothing but an uh, upside to him. How many injuries the young boy did had along the way? I'll wait. I'll wait. Nothing but an upside to a young boy. So at the end of the day, and guess what? It solidifies we got a good defense going into the season next year. It's a piece of the puzzle that's already there. So now we can go work on the O-line. Now we can go work on the linebacker. What are y'all mad for? I, you, you know, that's one thing that gets me about this fan base. It's either you follow the leader or, or, or so come on, man. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. I'm happy for Deron Payne. And guess what I'm about to say? Hell to the commanders. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That was, that was a good deal. Y'all know who this is. Say it with me at DC Hype, man. Red <laughs> Appreciate Believe, it. baby. Believe. Mike with me. Ow. Ow. Love somebody. Appreciate you, Hoss. Appreciate you. And again, right, We what have we done? We've complained in the past about them wasting money on players from the outside the last couple of years, like Jackson and Wentz. Mm-hmm. So now they reward a guy from the inside, and there are some people that still complain, oh, how can you give an interior defensive lineman that kind of money? And now you've got all that money wrapped up in, in Payne and Allen. Well, Payne and Allen were pretty damn disruptive yeah. this past year. And, and oh, by the way, the defense was really good on third down. Mm-hmm. Significant improvement. Overall, yep. much better. And not uh, only that, you he know, played. Less points, less yards, all of that. He played a career high in snaps yep. and only had five missed tackles, which I think is important for a player like him on the interior. Remember when Deron Payne was drafted, and and you'll remember this, the book on him, and I mean, there were people 
on the beat that were singing this, and I mean screaming it, that he was a run defender and not a pass rusher. Think about that. That was the book on him. I disagreed from moment one. I thought he was a better pass rusher than he was given credit for at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was more inconsistent than I I was hearing from people on stopping the run. I never thought he would get to 11 and a half. Se- you know I was out on Deron Payne long term up until this year, right? He was too inconsistent. And that was both as a run stopper and as a pass rusher. I never thought he would get to 11 and a half. Se- but I always thought the book on him, Pete, was wrong. I always thought he was a better pass rusher than he was given credit for. And I mean early in his career here and at Alabama and that he wasn't as good of a run defender as he was being given credit for. Does any of that make sense based on what you've seen out of Deron Payne at Alabama? Yeah, I mean, look, I think what you're talking – I mean, again, for the analytical folks, the analytical folks were looking at the production of Deron Payne going, okay, what the hell are we looking at here? Yeah, Um, Tackles were at a minimum – and sacks were certainly in a minimum. I mean, he had three and a half his sophomore year, and I know for a fact, I'm pretty sure in his final year, he had one. So, because they had, you know, they had good edge rushers, they had good linebackers. Uh, you're not playing as many snaps. They had so many guys they were right. rotating through right. uh, as well. That's also part of it. But the analytical people were looking at Deron Payne's production going, hey, what are we what are we really getting here, mm-hmm. you know, from, from this player in that situation? And How come I, they look at it like that, but then a guy like uh, Trayvon Walker, who went number one overall, he didn't have like a monster year statistically, right? Did no, he? but I think what you saw in both guys, Chris, and I think this is how you have to evaluate those players. Mm-hmm. We, we A, both are very young. I mean, Deron's already got a second contract at 25. Right. Okay. Right. We saw explosiveness. Yeah. Okay. When you see explosiveness and you see a guy that's going to play more snaps on the pro level than he was mm-hmm. on the college level, because they were rotating so many guys. Dude, they were at that time they were loaded. I mean, think of all the dudes that were rotating. Well, Jonathan there. Allen was there until I mean, I'm just saying, Jerron's right. final year and, and right. others. So I mean, I'm just saying that's that's why that's why the analytical nerds look at it one way. And <laughs> Which is why you can't look at everything thank you. through the analytical, n- the number nerd window. Precisely, because if you were an analytical nerd and you looked at Deron Payne, there's no way, A, yeah. you would have drafted him in the first round, and B, you would have never expected the kind of production that you've gotten from him. But remember, your your player is just scratching the surface at the college level of what they can be. So if a guy, yes. if a guy is playing well enough where you think he's a first-round talent, Chris, as he gets to 22, 23, 24, 25 years of age, that player's only going to get better. They're just scratching the surface of as how good. As long as they have the right work ethic, right? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that, to, that your, happens. to your I mean, point, here's Some the... guys do fail. There's right. no doubt about that because they get the money, they get lazy, their habits change. But, you know, while they're reaching for the bag, they they do try. They do mm-hmm. play hard. Pain is, is what I just talked about. Pain is a guy that showed you elite athletic skills for a guy at that position, and then a pro team says, okay, we can take those elite athletic skills, Mm -hmm. we can pair him with other good football players, Mm -hmm. and he's going to get better, and that's what's happened with Deron Payne. Here's the numbers that you were right on. 
Three years at Alabama. Guess how many sacks he had in his three-year career? Yeah, I mean, I think it was like six, five, five, uh, less. six, less, five, four, thirty-five games, mm-hmm. three sacks. Yeah, so, I mean, and and one, one, I, which I think you mentioned in his final year, mm-hmm. one. Now he, but if you watch the championship game, or was it the the playoff game? One of those two games. I can't remember which one now. After that final year at Alabama, mm-hmm. he tore. Uh, he tore Georgia apart. He tore them apart in that game. And I think that's what people got intoxicated with and people were overlooking. Now, again, you want to be careful, just like the commanders could be walking a dangerous rope. Uh, I mean, a dangerous uh, um could be on a dangerous slippery rope, slide, whatever you want to call rope, it. Slippery slide, where, whatever you want to call you it. Where you fall in love with, you know, like <laughs> nobody should expect Deron Payne to have 11 and a half sacks this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody. That's, in my opinion, I don't know about you. That's prob that that's you know what you know the reasons you know what's one of the reasons why he and Allen have so many sacks on the interior because the guys on the edge don't. Mm. That's a good point. You're getting a lot of interior pressure now. Short passing and they, games and they clean it and they short clean it passing up. games. Interior pressure is almost as important now as outside pressure because oh, yeah. you're trying to make the comfortable quarterback uncomfortable where he can't step up and throw mm-hmm. quickly on those slant routes mm-hmm. or quick out routes or has the vision. Yeah, I mean, well, well, think of the genesis of the pass rush and how teams have tried to counter it. It always used to be you would invest heavily in the right defensive end, right? Because that's quarterback's the, blind that's side. the quarterback's blind side. Teams then said, oh, wait a second. We have to ed- invest as much in our left tackle as any other position. Makes sense, right? Then all of a sudden teams started saying, aha, you're not going to invest heavily in your right tackle, so we're going to put a premier edge rusher on Michael Strahan, a Reggie White, well, uh, guys like, uh, 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 my gosh, J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, I, I look all at, of those guys on the left side. I look at how some of the elite teams of the past have been built, Okay. Teams like the Vikings and Steelers in the 70s, the Dolphins, they had defensive line from end to end at elite levels. Bobby oh, Beathard right. yeah. Bobby Beathard paired Charles Mann and Dexter Manley. Yeah. Those two, for a couple of years, were as good a dynamic duo at defensive end yeah. as any combination in the history of football for no a couple doubt. of seasons. But you're, but you're, Dallas, but, and Dave Butts, too, right? Dave for, Butts in the middle. But to Dallas, your point, the fearsome foursome in the steel yeah, curtain wasn't Dallas's, about one guy. Dallas's flex defense yeah. was led by Harvey Martin, Tutal Jones, Randy White. Okay? I mean, that's... When you look at some of the elite defenses in the history of this game, that it's not just one guy; it is multiple guys uh, along those fronts. And again, we've saw we've seen it here with Man and Manly. Okay, we saw it with Dave Butts uh, in the middle. I mean, we've seen that. That's how you build elite units mm-hmm. because you try to strive for as many good football players. You scout well. I mean, look, Charles Man was out of Nevada. Okay, I mean, all right, but but can I counter just what you're saying here? Because sure. I think you're absolutely right. Then that doesn't that make our point about paying Cam Curl maybe before you pay Chase Young ridiculous? If we're if if we're still of that mindset that it's not one guy, it's not two guys, it's not three guys. What's the pattern that's developed here, Chris? They they pay John Allen for what? Uh, Production. Well, oh yes, they yes. paid they paid Deron Payne for what? Breakout production. Breakout production. 
But, what, but, what is but Cam decent Curl, or solid What has Cam Curl already done here in a short amount of time as a player? He's been productive. Produce. Okay? If you produce for us, we will reward you. That's the pattern that right. Ron has developed. Terry McLaurin did what? He produced. produced. Okay? And, and, and there was somebody, I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was actually the 12th man. Uh, agree with the assessment on Curl. My main concern about Curl is his ability to remain healthy. Doesn't mean we don't re-sign him. It's more about the type of contract he has given. Now, he missed three games last year. Did he miss? I'm trying to remember in 2021, did he miss one game or was it two games? I can't remember what it was in 2021. He missed three last year, and they and, and the defense basically, by and large, was not anywhere close to the same. Right, the first mm-hmm. two games against um, Detroit and Jacksonville, and then he missed a game late in the year. Was it the San Francisco? I think it was the San Francisco game. And the defense was by and large nowhere close. But I don't remember Cam Curl but missing think, a lot of, think a lot of time in his first especially two Especially because without Cole Holcomb out there, they needed sure. that guy to be able to call yep. the defense. Yep. Make sure everybody's in the right place, and they gave him that responsibility. Yep. We're in the dot and all. Yeah, that. they gave him that responsibility. That's what I'm saying. Especially as long as Del Rio is calling the defense here, and you have that defensive philosophy, you want to keep the guy that is essentially the quarterback of that defense because that player has produced here. Um, you know, as a football player, I mean, he was he had he had 83 tackles in just 11 games mm-hmm. last year, 12 games, something like that. So he was on the verge. He was going to have a he was going to have a 100 plus tackle season out of that safety position. And that tells you they're asking him to do a lot of different things. Cam Curl did miss one game in 2021. Uh, He played in 16, obviously. That was the first year of the Mm 17-game season. He played in all 16 in his rookie year of 2020. So, uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry, he missed. But think about that, though. Wait, am I wrong on that? No, he's, he's, he, he missed, played. No, he, he pl- missed. According to Pro Football Reference, he only played in 12 games last year. Did, how am I stuck on three games? What, what am I missing here? I thought he only missed three games last year. Was it more than that? Yeah. Oh, because he didn't play down the uh, because he didn't play the Dallas game. Mm-hmm. Did he not play the Cleveland? I thought he was back for the Cleveland game. I know he missed San Francisco. He didn't play Dallas because it was meaningless. He missed the first two. Was there another game that he missed? San Francisco, Cleveland, Dallas. Okay. He sat out and he was inactive for the first two, so he missed okay. five. So he missed. All right. Yeah. So I totally forgot about the last. And their two record, games. their record in those five games was two and three. So, take, right, because they from, won Jacksonville and they that, won Dallas. Take from that what that what you will. In those games, they in the in those games they gave up 22, 36, mm-hmm. 37, mm-hmm. 24, and then obviously in the last game they just destroyed Dallas. Gave you, up to six points. All right, so let me ask you this now. Five games missed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that last game he would have played if it meant something. But five games missed is what it is. No, Plus, because he played he, all 16 the first two years. Uh, well, he played 16 out of 17 in 2021. That was the first year of the 17-game season he played 16. I mean, I'm, that doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. He, played, he basically say, played a you're full not, Are you the – Now, the, if the, he has issues again this year okay. – so you're Did, not concerned about him being no, injury yet. prone or no, anything? Not yet. Not I, yet. I, I would, no, I would agree not with a, you. There's not a significant pattern. I mean, the guy played, you know, games three through fourteen with no problem. I would agree with you right now. However, am I? And I just look at leery? it. By the way, sure. by the way, as I gave you the point totals, I look at the point totals in the games that he played 
Now, granted, they sucked as a team against Philadelphia and Dallas early, okay? They gave up 21-7, 21-16, with him on the field. You can see the difference, you know? You can see the overall difference that he helps make in that defense no doubt. when he's out there. If you no want doubt. if you want to quantify it at, you know, that way. So I mean this is a guy that had double digit tackles in a couple of games. Yeah. So I mean look there's the there's plenty of production. There's oozing production how could you from pay a player. A sa- how could you pay a safety before a defensive end though? If the if the safety is producing at a high level and the defensive ends are not just because you have a guy Bingo. playing defensive end Bingo. doesn't mean he's producing at a high level. How many knuckleheads out there are going to say there's no chance you can pay a safety before defensive end? In theory, Chris, I understand in theory because of the two different positions, but you're not getting elite level production out exactly. of those that position right now. And as I said, as I said, in every draft, okay, in every draft, there are players available at rush end positions now because of the emphasis being placed on it at the college level and then obviously at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as you're... It, it's not it, just in the draft, though. It's also in free agency. Sure, I mean, how many... Sure. But, you know, there's but, been a bunch of Dante Fowlers but, and Hassan Reddicks out there. But Reddick is the exception rather than the rule. Well, Dante Fowler's had a, done himself a decent job. Teams over the last try years. to take care of those guys yes. themselves. In other words, if I'm get if I've got TJ Watts never getting to free agency, understood? Okay, understood. TJ Watts never getting to free agency. Um, Hassan Reddick, I think, is going to be in Philadelphia for a while. Yeah. I don't think how he's going to let him sure. leak out the door sure. uh, as long as they're producing. He's producing at that level. That's what I'm saying. I think at that level, if you have a player producing those types of numbers and is affecting winning, because Hassan Reddick got 16 sacks and they made the Super Bowl. Correct. That's a guy that's affecting winning on your football team. You pay him. If you got guys that are, I mean, you, you can't. Know, you still can't pay everybody though. They're going to let Javon Hargrave walk out the door because they just can't pay everybody. They might no. let. They might let Darius Slay. They but might let about, James Bradbury. Think you about. Know? I mean, you can't about, pay everybody. Think about. I mean, Washington paid Ryan Kerrigan here. No. And did he? Did he really affect winning? There no, were a lot of other. Really. There were a lot of other factors at play yeah. while Ryan was mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. but they paid him. Yep. They paid him like a well, premier pass rusher because again, everything is not evaluated the same. Everything is not just like when people say quarterback wins and losses matter, don't matter, whatever. Again, everybody wants to just isolate every every decision to one thing. Every evaluation to one thing. That's not the way it works. You evaluate based on the overall picture. But the reason why the Ryan Kerrigan impact. the reason why Ryan Kerrigan got paid though is because he had double digit sacks four different right. seasons, and that was post extension. Yes, post the original extension. Yes, but so, also because he was, you know what? Quite honestly, dude, right out of the box, he was seven and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half, and thirteen and a half. Right, but 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 right, you you also paid Ryan Kerrigan not because they won a bunch of games and because he had twenty sacks. Because he didn't, and they didn't, but you pay Ryan Kerrigan because he's the type of guy that you hope rubs off on Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Chase Young. Remember how influential Chase Young said Ryan Kerrigan was back in 2020, and then all of a sudden Ryan Kerrigan goes to Philadelphia, and Chase Young is lost. Now, I'm I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that that's. You miss, the reason why you he, do he miss, fell off, but when you have that type of influence in the locker room, yes, 
And maybe you're hoping now that he's on the coaching staff yes. that he can revive 99 and Correct. get 99 focused on the field. Because again, athletically, Correct. athletically, I do believe there's still a sure. lot of player absolutely in 99 that is available absolutely. to really unlock. And hopefully Ryan Kerrigan can help do that. But that right now, again. Chase has got to unlock himself first. You're hoping that he can do that. Yeah. We'll find out. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. Touchdown at 10. We're talking to Ron Payne Extension with the Commanders taking care of one of their own right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Get to more of your calls here coming up. 301-230-0980. Deron Payne extended by the club, not waiting to the deadline. Able to take care of it here before free agency starts this week. And, of course, the draft coming up in April. Real quick, uh, before we hit more of the calls, obviously gigantic trade. Uh, Carolina bumps up to number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seems to be some discussion of whether it's Stroud or Young at the number one spot for Carolina. What did you think of the compensation package that the Bears got, which not only included picks, but also the, I think, significant talents of D.J. Moore, wide receiver? Uh, First of all, the Carolina Panthers paid a boatload, maybe a riverboat load. That being said, if their option was in their mind... And i got to be honest with you. i got to be honest with you. I thought... I, I didn't think Chicago would want to go down to nine. I thought Chicago would, but maybe it's, maybe it is a, maybe Houston said, wait a minute, we know we're going to get one or the other. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to give up significant assets just to move up one spot because maybe they don't feel there's a great difference between Stroud and or Young. Well, even though there's the chatter that, that Carolina could now move from nine to one and then move back again to two or four depending if Houston has a hankering for one or the other, and or if Jim Irsay now, if his desperate response is, holy crap, now I, I've got to do something because now that Carolina's there, there's no mistake and they're taking a quarterback. Houston, there should be no mistake, they're taking a quarterback. I might not get the quarterback that I, – I, I wonder if they. You know, I wonder if they draft Richardson at four. Maybe they do. I. I, I don't know. I, I thought Carolina paid a, a ton. I hope it works out for them. I like Frank Reich. Uh, Tepper has obviously been buzzing for a quarterback. They apparently the report that they were not in on Lamar Jackson was right. Okay. So they make the big. Pete, I, I, I will say this for Chicago. This accomplished – you said you were surprised that they moved down. Yeah, I could see that. But, man, when you're getting D.J. Moore and the draft pick value and, and the draft pick I understand compensation that, that they well, got, I remember how more, much they had to trade up to get Justin Fields. I think it's more of an indictment of who wasn't calling them for the number one pick that they were willing to go down to nine. Now, I know D.J. Moore is, an ex, is a very significant addition to the package. But, but that's what I think pushed it that way. 
Maybe. Like may, maybe they weren't maybe yeah, they weren't willing to go out of the top five until you until you put the icing on the because nobody we else really need a receiver right nobody else was going to be able to give you yeah. that kind of no. player of the ones you would expect yeah. Houston wasn't Indianapolis wasn't yeah. um, I, I guess in a, Vegas in theory because Vegas not going to include Adams right. And there's nothing else there to really go. Well, I mean, you could you know, look at, I guess, Hunter Renfro or whatever. Oh, come on, Hunter I mean, Renfro. I mean, like, I mean come we're on, not. Chris. Well, we're Hunter not Renfro talking DJ Moore. Moore. No, 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 no. no. I'm DJ just, Moore. I'm, I'm just DJ saying. Moore is significant. Now, I'm just saying DJ uh, Moore is clearly the bet, the better. I'm Ryan just Poles, saying that they give could. Ryan Poles a lot of credit here. Early in his tenure mm-hmm. there in Chicago, uh, I, I think he's been very responsible, and I think he's done a very solid job here. I think this really. In my mind, elevates you know my opinion of him because he got this deal and look he wasn't willing he wasn't willing to you know dare other teams. Carolina put a hell of a deal on the table. He said, you know what, that's a great deal. Well, we're going to take that. But deal. what he what he's saying is we're going to he didn't go shop it back to the other no. people. He just went, wow, they want to give us DJ Moore too. Bang, let's well, take well, that. I mean, we don't know for sure, but. It certainly seems that way. But what he did was he bolstered his wide receiver group, which everybody knew was barren and that they needed. Had no one. Okay. Had no wide receiver one. What he also did was recoup a lot of the collateral that they traded. Not he, not he and Eberflus, the previous regime, had traded to To get get Justin Fields up. On top of that, what he's now done is say, listen, Justin, it's not just about your legs. Your legs are electric, baby. But we need to do what every mobile and athletic mm-hmm. passer quarterback wants, and that's be more pass-friendly. So that accomplishes that. Plus, Pete, think about this. All of these extra picks that they now brought back, and with the money that they still have, they can attack. I mean, they might get like an Orlando Brown Jr., in free agency, and now all of a sudden you've added a number one receiver who just like eats eleven hundred plus yards for lunch with crappy quarterbacks, meaning DJ Moore, and you might get your blue chip left tackle I mean, because now, the kid, yeah. the kid Tevin Jenkins, has not worked out for them. Mm-mm. Now again, that was not Ryan Poles; that was the previous regime. Tevin Jenkins has not worked out for them because remember they pick at nine, then fifty three and sixty three. One, so you know you're in the you're you're in the potential area to get a Skaronsky if you don't get Brown in free agency. The Northwestern kid right there in Chicago mm-hmm. at tackle. You could go Smith and Jigba at wide receiver potentially to give. I mean, think about that. If you could all of a sudden run, if you could run all of a sudden, you know, a wide receiver room of DJ Moore, Smith and Jigba. You know, I mean, now now you're talking about totally, you know, presenting a completely different face. Uh, here again lies my inherent bias against something that I'm trying to talk myself out of. I can't draft Smith and Jigma that high. Not, I mean, missed the entire year. Uh, I mean, yeah, you would have a you would have the medicals, but I again, I think he's, I, I think he's going to be solid here at this next level, and you get him to you pair him against. You pair him on the other side of DJ Moore. I know injury, but injuries scare me to death. I, I, I understand. I mean, I'll readily admit it is a flaw in my character to say I. You know, there are some people that do what we do. Their DNA, Pete, 
is to spend, 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 and it doesn't matter, and that's the only thing mm-hmm. that matters. There's some people that are conservative, value, whatever. I, I, I say I'm more in that line. I think you're somewhere in between. I, I could be wrong. But but there are some people that do not care about injury, and all I care about is injuries. Line two, Mark's in Landover Hills. Good morning, Mark. Top of the day to you, Pedro. Top of the day to you, Chris. cock a doodle do, Mark. Hey, guys, I couldn't agree with you more about the uh, what, the line and signing, signing him because if you think about it, man, I don't care what defense you're playing, whether it's a 4-3, 3-4, wide tackle, whatever, you know, you have to be able to cover that box. That's what, And Pete's right about if you look through history, think of the examples where whether it was four good guys with the Steelers or three or two, but there's always been that predominantly at the end of the season, the guys that are in the Super Bowl. I mean, even that one year with Cincinnati. I mean, he went out on the first series at Jim Crumrod, but he was the, he was all pro that year. You have to that you got to control the box. That'll never change in football. And signing him and getting doing it for a halfway decent price. I think, my gosh, we're always complaining about the the bone moves they make i mean hey maybe they're taking a step in the right direction by showing a little bit of fidelity to somebody like chris said has put out for him pedro yeah I mean, he has I, I i don't mind paying people that produce for me because that's right I, I, if i have good employees i want to keep good employees and and yes. a, a lot of times good employees get disrespected by you know their own companies and usually yeah. those employees go on to work for other companies and do great things well, the devil. Well, isn't the devil you know better than the one you, that you don't? Um, in some cases, yes. Yeah. You guys are right, man. You guys are one hundred percent right. And man, you, you, you know, you're trying to build that house here, like we talked about a few months ago, Pete. Man, you got to you got to have that foundation, those foundational elements. I mean, that's what you're hitting at. And man, they're, they're trying to do that. So, man, I'd be happy about it. And but we know from doing this. Uh, Man, like you guys said, that's the weaknesses along with Cam. I mean, he's he's productive too. You got to you got to try and get some more people like him. And we need that man like that little short guy, man, Daryl Green. I'm telling you guys, he's out there. Take care, guys. Have a good day. I know right. you got other. Appreciate call. you, Mark. Thanks, Thanks Mark. pal. 301-230-0980. Russell's got to look at what's trending. All right, indeed, the Browns have restructured quarterback Deshaun Watson's contract, according to Ian Rappaport first, creating nearly $36 million in cap space, uh, giving them plenty of uh, room to work with in free agency. The exact structure not known, but, of course, Deshaun Watson's deal was 5-2-30 a year ago, fully guaranteed. Meanwhile, the Bills re-signing another linebacker, but it's not – it's not. Tremaine Edmonds, of course, the former Hokie, who is a free agent. Instead, today, it's Tyler Matakevich agreeing to a two-year deal to stay in Buffalo. Yesterday, Matt Milano agreed to a contract extension. It looks like Matakevich is uh, – it looks like Edmonds is going to certainly be allowed to leave the Buffalo Bills. And could the commanders have some interest? Something for us to discuss. College basketball with the field now set. And games underway tomorrow. Old Miss 
expected to hire former Texas coach Chris Beard within the next 24 to 48 hours, according to an ESPN report, and that's what's trending. Tony Pauline, who's been a guest on our show, he says Panthers are debating internally Stroud Richardson. The 5, 10, and an 8th is really going to is gonna eat at some scouts and some GMs right now for Bryce Young, isn't it? I mean, it should. Right? Shouldn't it? It's not only 5, 10, and an 8th. What did he weigh? 190 pounds? Was it 190? I can't remember exactly. Am I wrong not, on not that? Not necessarily built like a brick house, that's for sure. No. Exactly. And and listen. Anthony I, Richardson is. I'm telling you, Chris, the physical specimen that Anthony Richardson oh. is is going to cause a lot of consternation in draft rooms mm-hmm. over yes. the next uh, six weeks. 194 pounds is what Bryce Young is listed as. All right. The but, guy but, played, but Anthony Richardson, this isn't to your a guy, point. Wait a minute, though. This uh-huh. is not a guy that was playing at North Dakota State like right. Wentz and Lance right. did, handing the ball off a ton throwing to wide-open receivers for the most part because they were so totally dominant uh, in their classification at that time. I mean, look, Wentz and Lance could have done anything they wanted on those North Dakota State teams. They were so much better than everybody else in 1AA. They made everybody else go get better in 1AA. And one of their chief rivals, uh, not far away, South Dakota State, did just that. Whipped their ass this year. Um, But the point was is they were so good, those teams, they could have done anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Young played at the highest level of college football mm-hmm. and had durability doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, at Alabama, you're not getting hit as much as you would if you were playing at mm-hmm. Maryland like Talia did. But, you know, I, I there's something to be said. I mean, we talked about it with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got hit but was rarely injured, okay? So some guys have that durability. His mobility will help him take less hits. And we know when he throws the football, his IQ, his delivery, and everything in that respect is elite. His accuracy, his processing. It's all elite level. Listen, Bryce Young, if he can stay on the field, is going to be a hell of a quarterback. But I, I mean, whether you're big, small, fast, white, black, whatever, you're already in a precarious position in terms of staying healthy because naturally you are going to take more hits as the quarterback than say um than say a wide receiver for argument's sake or a tight end right uh, again different position so on and so forth but Pete if you if if you told me that Bryce Young might be the third quarterback like if if somebody just so fallen so much has fallen in love with Anthony Richardson that Carolina takes CJ Shroud one, Anthony Richardson goes two to Houston, just say. If you're Indianapolis and you stayed at four and somebody doesn't leapfrog you at three, who's at three? Arizona. Uh, Arizona. I don't think they'll take a quarterback in that spot, but that's prime leap-up opportunity. New GM who likes to build through the draft, Monty Austin Ford. They blew a lot of capital. I think that's prime trade-down category. But if somebody, if you're Ursay and the Colts at four, and you and Bryce Young is there, I mean... You run the card to yes, the table. absolutely. Now the question is, 
A, is Bryce Young going to be there? One, which is a natural question. And B, is somebody again going to jump up to three now that Carolina has blown its stack and Houston is seemingly content to stay right where they are? That's what I don't know. And that's what the Colts don't Raiders know. could, if they really feel, you know, the need to jump up, if they feel that the value is good enough. For a quarterback? Yeah. Can somebody trade up? Is there an, is there Off the a radar. player that you can trade up for? Uh, Anderson at, at, at Alabama, whoever. Mm-hmm. Is there a player other than a quarterback that you would trade up for in this draft? I mean, you wouldn't trade up, no offense, to any of these offensive linemen, right? They're all good. They're maybe a, very good, but they're not I don't not know if dominant. there's an elite guy. Right. That doesn't mean they can't be. Right. I, I mean, it doesn't mean like a Broderick Jones, right. Skaronsky, those guys can't be. I mean, they could no, certainly right, turn right. out to but be But they're not viewed as elite blue chippers. I don't think there is. If I don't have any pass rushers on my team, if I don't, it, it 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 all depends on what. If I can, if I can, if I could move up for Will Anderson, or if I if I believe Jalen Carter is, if I believe my interview process with him was good, I liked what he said to me across the table. I could still see somebody maybe jumping up a couple of spots to get that type of player because he could eventually be a dominant guy. But it's probably only young. It's probably only young. And and Arizona's got every reason to move down. Right, right. And it might even be Indianapolis to prevent someone else from jumping over them. Yes. If Jim Ursay Ursay and Shane Steichen, and of course, remember, Steichen's worked with Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts, who was an Alabama guy. Sure. Okay. So... I got to believe Shane Steichen would want to be in the Bryce Young business at that point. But if you're Indianapolis, can you pull – I mean, you can't pull the trigger on that move today, right? Say to move from four to three because you, don't know what, what ha- because you don't know if one and two yeah. is going to be your guy. Maybe Again, maybe, maybe it is Bryce Young unless, that's number one on your board. Unless Steichen says to Jim Ursay, Move look, to number one. Look, I like all three of these cats. Okay, I'm okay you, with Stroud, Young, or Richardson. Okay, but if you're stuck at number, I mean, you're saying then you would have to move to number three in order to, if that's your philosophy, because you can't stay at number four. Because what happens if one and two, and then whoever moves into three, correct? Boom, 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 goes I mean, one, I, two, three off the board. One hundred percent. So that's why you would have to have, in fact, yeah, I mean, you would have to have total conviction on those three guys. Because I can't believe Levis has that kind of conviction. Why I mean, is Mel I, Why is Mel Kiper so high on Levis and nobody else's? Because Levis comes off the bus with the cannon arm, and you can't teach arm talent. Okay, but Mel Kiper's been doing but remember, this for thirty Chris, Chris, plus years. He Chris, he's got to know that it's not just about arm talent. He's gambling that the cheesy offensive system they ran at Kentucky, okay, which was heavy run. Like sixty-five percent run with Chris Rodriguez, okay. But shouldn't that help a quarterback? Not necessarily because you, yeah. Well, yes, in theory, but again, they don't. Their wideouts aren't great, and 
you know, again, you're playing against elite competition. That's why I'm so down on Levis compared to other people. Now, that's not to say he can't take the ball and turn into a good pro quarterback with good coaching, surrounded by good players, and good concepts. Mm -hmm. He has the arm talent to do that. We just don't know that he can do that yet right now. 301-230-0980. More of this in the final hour of a fast-moving Monday show. It's a fast week for us. Thursday and Friday, we're 9 to 11 because of the NCAA tournament. Maryland, West Virginia, 1215 Thursday, right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.